Broadcasting from Knoxville, along the banks of the mighty Tennessee River, this is the Startup Knox podcast, featuring interviews with local entrepreneurs about their startups. I'm your host, Brandon Bruce, and today we're recording in partnership with the 100 Knoxville Initiative, with the mission of growing revenue at Black-owned business in Knoxville by $10 million over five years. Today, I'm talking with Angela Elder, founder of Smiles Professional Cleaning Services, which offers janitorial services for commercial companies. Angela started Smiles Professional Cleaning in January of 2020, so right before the pandemic. She has four employees. Welcome to the show, Angela. Hey, good morning. How are you doing? Well, doing great. How about you? Uh, we're doing great. We're delivering smiles. I, that's what it's all about. Is that <laughs> is that where the name of the company came from? Like, hey, we're, we're, we're a janitorial, we're a cleaning service company, but what we're really delivering is, is smiles and happiness. Oh, definitely. Especially during the time of the pandemic, when it was, a, you know, it started in March. I said, hey, who couldn't use a smile these days? Right. And, and, and nothing made people smile during that period more than knowing that things were clean and safe uh, when everyone has been so uh, frightened, you know, for the past year. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, so take us back to January of 2020. What, what prompted you to, to start your own, to start Smiles, to start your own company? Had you been in this industry before? Were you doing something totally different? And, and what got you to the point to say, Hey, it's January. It's a new year. I'm going to launch Smiles. Exactly. Uh, I can take you back to the age of 14. Um, as a teenager living in the inner city, there was an older gentleman that owned and operated a janitorial cleaning services. He was contact, uh, contracted with the uh, Nayland Stadium. And that was my first job, actually, cleaning that stadium. Oh, back wow. then, $20 went a long way. And he would come and pick us up. It was about 10 of us and take us down to the stadium and we clean. And like I said, again, that $20 went a long way back in the 80s. Um, going further, uh, I am a retired registered dental assistant. Uh, I was at Easttown Mall. I don't know if you're familiar with Knoxville Center Mall that recently closed. Yeah. Had been working there for eight years when they uh, closed. Hit me at a panic because I'm like, Oh my God, uh, with my age, will I be able to get a job? Oh my God, I got to go to plan B. Uh, was cleaning the office there as a second job when we would get off from work. I actually had two more stores inside of the mall that I used to clean. Uh, my boss and I talked. She did tell me that she would not be reinvesting in another building. So where does that leave us? Who's going to come and take over our business and relocate us? You know, I'm at panic mode. Everybody's at panic mode. But she did tell me, she said, you would be great starting your own cleaning business, Angela. Think about it. I thought about it. So in January of 2020, that was when I went downtown and got my license to start out Smile. Okay, well, two months later, COVID-19. I was scared but i said this is the best time for me to start and advertise and get my name out here i said surely if i can put smiles on faces i can put smiles on places and that was my logo uh business started out slow i was advertising word of mouth uh august of 2020 i had a big contract that was an acre of cleaning for a trucking company. 
went in there. I was nervous. That was my first contract. And guess what? I got it. That's awesome. Yes. Uh, that I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, it was like a blessing, Brandon. I mean, I was so overwhelmed. I was literally crying. Um, once we got that one contract, I ended up the next two weeks, I ended up with another big contract. Right now, currently, I have seven contracts that are great. And I'm working right now on a bigger one as we speak. We're negotiating, but it has been great for me. And I am forever grateful that I had the opportunity to step out there on faith. Like I tell people, I started out with two brooms and a mop. And that has really went a long way. Uh, I did have some trials and errors as far as... um, the IRS and, you know, the forms you have to send in and so forth with payroll. I did have to reach out to uh, ADP and get help, but that part was the hardest for me to try to learn how to do payroll and have all these quarterly forms turned in in time because you do not want to get in trouble with the IRS. (laughs) Right. So that was a big learning experience for me. Uh, Again, everything seemed like it took off so fast to where I had to transition from being in people's mouths, learning about dentistry to something I was familiar with, but dealing with interviews and keeping up with payroll, um, having a handbook, workers' comp, you know, I had to learn pretty fast. But I really can't complain. The only other issue I had starting out was with working capital, having enough of money to pay my employees until our first invoices um, were mailed out or sent. But again, I was fortunate to have friends and family that had money that they could loan me until my invoices came in. So I would be able to keep my employees happy. Uh, still working to get a website, uh, as we speak now that will help me with advertisement a little bit more. But again, I mean, I am happy with what I have now, but I continuously want to grow the company and provide jobs for our community and our youth as well. Um, currently, Smiles is connecting with a couple of uh, stadiums here to hire our youth during the summer for employment. So that's something new we have taken on, and we will continue to do the, to help our youth out. What a great part of the story. I mean, does that take you back? <laughs> yes, 30, it does. 40? Years ago, and you, I mean, you must know uh, Nayland Stadium basically better than anybody else, right? You've, you've, you've seen every square inch of the stadium, and now as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you have an opportunity to get young people involved, help them, you know, put $20 in their pocket, probably more now, right? It's, uh, <laughs> right. it's 2021 now, it's not the 80s anymore. Um, yeah. That's going to go a long way for them, as you described before. And then, you know, kind of getting back back in the stadium business. What a great, you know, 360 degree journey. Right. And who would have thought I started there at 14 cleaning and it it looks like I'm going to be retiring doing the same thing. <laughs> and, and, and very successfully. And you talked about there, there's so much that I want to talk about here. You talked about, you know, stepping out on faith, getting some of those original early small customers, right? Two rooms and a mop, and then getting a few more. 
and then really building the business through the pandemic, right? So the March happens and it's like, uh-oh, right? Like you said, there's a lot of fear, but then working through that. And what I, what I think was really interesting is you said, hey, I took that opportunity to really go out and advertise, really tell mm-hmm. people about, about my business. I'm here, I'm doing it. I'm putting smiles on faces and places. And then by the time you get into the late summer, into August, this when you're starting to get this first big contract. And it sounds like right on the heels of that, a second big contract. So, I mean, the way I'm hearing it, it sounds like that, that track record that you had built up over the prior eight months, all that work really paid off and people were able to say, okay, we've got this great track record, really happy customers. And so, you know, we're a bigger customer and, and we want to do, do business with you. You must, you must be able to reflect on that now and say, I'm really glad that I put in those the, those hard eight months and and then and then kind of you know quote unquote the the long overnight success right if they, if someone just looked at August they would say oh wow you, yeah you start off with these really big clients the you know the full acre cleaning job with the trucking company but really it was all that hard work that then it sounds like led to those contracts right oh yes that's definitely true it was some long nights putting contracts together and again you know finding workers. Uh, learning about payroll, your forms you have to turn in. So it was, it was some long, hard nights, but it, it's it's well worth it. Well, I'm so glad you talk about all the different components, all the different hats that you're wearing. Because you, you know, when you hear about smiles, you think, okay, they're doing a fantastic job. The product is excellent. The service is excellent. And then, in addition to doing the work and overseeing the work and hiring the employees then you're also out there rainmaking, talking with customers, getting the deals done. And also you're doing payroll and workers comp and insurance and making sure your employees and your customers are safe during a pandemic, right? All sorts of enhanced sanitation procedures and and cleaning procedures, et cetera. Uh, And trying to continue to advertise and reinvest in the business and getting friends and family to back you with loans and, and this is like a critical piece that comes up anytime we talk with any entrepreneur is, is that, that bridge money, that working capital money, because employees need to get paid now and an invoice might get paid 30 days from now Correct. or 60 or 90 days from now. And, and it's, it's hard slash in many cases impossible to tell an employee, hang in there, we'll get you paid in three months. Uh, right. You know, a business owner can take, can take that risk, right? On, right? Like you said, on faith, but you can't really tell the team hang with me, I'm pretty sure the customer is going to pay on time. You just go, wait, because they have bills to pay too. Um, so that's a huge uh, that's a huge bet, right, in your favor. I mean, like you said, you have a, a tremendous amount of gratitude for the friends and family. Uh, do friends and family continue to support the business in that way? How do you go about growing now? Are you to the point where that the, the, the cash is flowing in from customers at a rate that you feel confident in expanding the business and hiring those new employees? Or how do you, how do you think about taking that business to the next step? Or if you have four employees, how do you go from four to six or eight to 12? Cause, cause it sounds like you want to keep growing it. Oh, exactly. Uh, family is still there for me if, if needed, but right now we're, we're, we're good. I mean, we're saving enough, but uh, I'm looking at now a building that is 27,615 square feet. <laughs> so that's another big contract that I'm looking at. And if all goes well, I won't have to borrow as much as I would have if I just started out, but just a little bit more. So for now, 
family is still backing me. I say in another, I would give myself another year or two, I should be financially stable to where I won't have to go to family and say, hey, I got this contract. I'm needing 12 workers. Can you help me pay payroll for the next uh, 60 or yeah, 60 days or a month? So at least that's the plan that we have. Are there opportunities to talk with local vendors, uh, local banks, um, uh, maybe customers, right, to extend credit in that way? Are those things that you've explored? Are they, are they, is it not possible um, based on kind of the, the size and, and the growth story of your business? How, how do you think about sort of other forms of potential financing? Yes, I did. Uh, I am a member of TVA. Uh, I was told that they don't offer uh, the lo- uh, line of credit anymore. Uh, spoke with a young lady. Uh, I want to say she is a part of 100 Knocks, uh, Mrs. Harper. Uh, she's going to refer me to uh, a guy at First Bank uh, to actually talk about a line of credit just to have as a, you know, a backup plan. So I am yeah. going to reach out to First Bank uh, as well. But uh, Yeah, fantastic. Know. I mean, it's, it's it, yeah, so many of the folks that I've had an opportunity to talk with recently on the show, um, in, in, including an interview that I did recently uh, with an entrepreneur named Jorge Sanabria, you know, talked about sort of the, the importance of those early relationships that he was able to forge with, with, with professionals to support the business, right? The, the, right mm-hmm. the right accountant, the right attorney, the right banking relationship and how important that's been mm-hmm. in his journey. And it sounds like obviously you've found some great partners in you know, being able to figure out payroll, working with ADP mm-hmm. and you know various insurers and so forth. And so, yeah, uh, the fact that you're reaching out to different financial institutions, exploring, hey, what are possible lines of credit? Because yeah, I mean, we've just gone through one of the most fascinating years in business ever, right? Where, right. you know, uh, the lion's share of companies across the United States applied for loans um, in 2020 as a result of the pandemic, right? PPP loans, CARES, EIDL, et cetera. Um, were, were those things for you? I mean, you started in January of 2020. Were some of those programs available to you in, in your business or would you have had to start earlier in order to qualify for like a PPP? Uh, they said with the PPP, if you had your business license uh, established before February, I believe the first week in February, you were eligible. But my issue was I didn't have anything to show that I had record of from 2019 to where I was at like a loss between, um, I guess, March and I guess when I actually started picking up my contracts, which I did have. I didn't have anything basically between those years other than, you know, a plan and advertisement. So um, I don't think I was eligible because of that. But again, I was established before February, but I didn't have a history of payroll from 2019 to show what I had made then compared to now. Yeah, that makes sense. So so let's look forward even into the very near future. If you're getting that if you if you land that contract for the twenty seven thousand six hundred fifteen square foot building, which by the way, I love that, right? Like most people would say, um, a building that's around twenty five thousand square feet. But <laughs> in your industry, right? I mean, you're you're cleaning every foot of that building, so you know exactly how big it is. Um, okay. So if you if you get that contract, is that something that you can absorb with the current staff, or do you immediately 
need to go out and find more talent to join the team in yes. order to service that contract? Uh, it'll be more people. And are those W-2s that you bring on or are they 1099 contractors uh, uh, that, that you're looking for? Yes, I would 1099 these contractors. We'll be This job actually will be six days on and six days off. That's what I like about it. Uh, but I do have about seven to eight um, interviewers that are looking for work. So I would have over half of the workers ready. And um, I, uh, I do have an assistant manager. And, of course, we will be working, too, along with the others. So we're going to try to make it happen uh, again. I will be bringing on, if all goes well, uh, the 16 to 18-year-olds to help out at this facility as well. And how, do you, how are you finding these people to work with you, or how are they finding you? Because it sounds like that's, that's critical. Like if you got that contract and you didn't have four or five people ready to go and a, and a, and a pipeline to be able to find several mm -hmm. more, that it would basically make it impossible, right, to perform right. under the contract. So how, how have you been able to establish those relationships where either you know where to find people or, they, or they're, they're coming to you saying, hey, when you get the next contract, we're, we're here and ready to work? Right. Actually, Facebook. I post it and I have friends that share uh, the post. And that's where of my workers have come from, Facebook and then word of mouth. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is very much, yeah, you, you, you've got a social network, literally. Uh, mm -hmm. We're able to post this out and source that. Do you, do you think that that, will that be able to continue to scale with you? I mean, let's say you take the business and you've got, you know, 12 folks on the team and then, or you want to go to, to 20. Um, is the, are those going to continue to be the right sources? Can that sort of expand to the size that you want to get the company? Yes. Mm -hmm. It's been going great for us. That's awesome. Uh, so we've talked about, you know, finance, you know, lines of credit, some possible working capital options that you're exploring to grow the business. Obviously, the, the human resources are key. What about from the from the acquisition of new contracts? Are you? Are, it sounds like you're the salesperson in chief. Do you have mm -hmm. other people? Is your assistant uh, manager going out there and also doing some of the rainmaking, or is that? 100% you, and they're more on the operations side, making sure that the jobs are performed. Right. It's pretty much me, and then he, uh, he will, um, of course, attend in the meetings with me, and he's, as a man, I don't know why, but I just feel more, like, confident when a man is, is in there with me. <laughs> Not that I can't do it on my own, but I don't know. I just have, like, a, a security when I have a male in there with me when we're negotiating and so forth. Yeah, it's great. Well, I, I remember at at Sirius Insight, a company that I started and ran for seven years, oftentimes if we were negotiating a big contract like the ones that you're describing, then our, our counterparty, our prospective customer would bring, you know, six or eight people, you know, uh -huh. to the table to talk with us. And frequently we were, you know, it was just one salesperson at a time. So we would go around the office and say, hey, can you all join this call? Because uh, I don't want to, I don't want to go there solo, right? I want to, I want them to understand that we're a bigger company and, and we also have multiple people working on this deal. And, right. uh, and so we try to help each other out. So yeah, I a hundred percent understand it's, it's helpful to have, you know, additional eyes and additional ears and voices at the table, um, right. you know, to make sure that, that the customer feels confident that you've got backup. Uh, there's multiple right. people caring about their business, helping them to smile, like you said at the top. Um, so that makes sense. What, what about on the, 
how, how are these contracts, are they coming to you now? Is the reputation out there? So, so people are calling you and saying, hey, I've got a building. It's kind of a big deal, but we heard great things about how you're working with this other customer. Is a lot of it word of mouth or are there some channels that you've established similar to your talent pipeline, but on the sales side, you know, is it like, hey, I'm getting most of these uh, customers via Facebook or I'm putting ads out and people are responding to them. How, how are you getting these customers coming in? Um, actually, my, my big contracts are actually coming from the previous contractors too, uh, letting everyone know, hey, this is a company that's good. They're clean. We're satisfied. They're on time. No complaints. So, Yeah, it makes sense. So, so, so very, very much that that word of mouth. I mean, there's no better customer than one that shares how happy they are uh, with the service with another person. And then it, it, those are, those are always the best inbound sales, at least in my experience. Um, mm -hmm. Cause it's that really warm intro where they haven't had to do a reference check because you got the call because of a reference check right. in the first place. Mm -hmm. um, and so you've really cleared the biggest possible hurdle at the outset. And then the rest is simply saying, Hey, is the timing right? Can this work? Is the schedule going to work out for you? Um, so I think, yeah, I think that's really interesting. Uh, geographically, do you service all of Knoxville? Are you going outside of Knoxville into, into the County or adjacent counties? How do you think about, cause a lot of this is going to, is going to come down to logistics, right? Is, exactly. is, how do you, you know, which people are in which building, which facility at which time? And so how do you think about your business geographically? Yes, uh, we want to expand. Currently, we're Knox County, um, possibly Sevierville, and um, Morristown. I don't know which county that is, uh, but we're operating out of those three right now. We're really two. I'm going, I'm claiming that third contract that are, not third contract, but this third big contract that we're negotiating with in Sevierville. So, um, like I said, we're, we're wanting to do it all if we can. Yeah, and how do you get how do you get into those other markets? Do you think you know, like expanding? Let's say you got a big deal or several in in Sevierville. Is that something where the, the, you have feelers for talent through Facebook that are in Sevierville, or would they be folks in Knox County that are willing to make basically make the commute? Right, uh, we have a residence in Knoxville that's willing to commute, and as well as Sevierville, I do have uh, a few uh, possible employees that was wanting to actually travel from uh, from Sevierville up to Morristown to work at our big location there. Um, if all goes well, I will let them know that there is a building that's closer to their hometown so they won't have to travel as far. Yeah, so you're doing some, some mix and match, right? right. Where are <laughs> you? Where do you want to be? How far are you willing to go? And, and, and making those connections between yeah, the, the human resources and then and then the jobs. You, you mentioned earlier that you're working on building a website. I think you know that that's a huge that's a huge thing, right? It's a discovery engine where people are going to be able to find out about you, read testimonials from customers, mm -hmm. understand your story. Uh, how far are you along in that process? And what are some of the other, if any, because that's a huge thing. What are some of the other big things that are on your list for 2021 to, to grow smiles. Yeah, uh, definitely that website. I uh, had been talking to a guy out of Charlotte. I'm pretty sure there are some local um, companies that we can use, but that website is like my, I just got it like written down on the calendar website, like ASAP. I guess that's pretty much the biggest thing that I see on here that we need 
um, to definitely get on sooner than later. Um, yeah, it's exciting. I mean, I, I, I do feel like that's going to open up. I feel like you're going to have even more inbound sales, but also a place to send prospective customers who have come to you and say, hey, go, go check out the website. You can see all the testimonials. Right. Uh, you can see the profiles of the people on my team and how excellent they are and, and our customers who are smiling mm-hmm. and the, the history of our company. And it gives people a lot of a lot of confidence in that way. Uh, where do you have a do you have a website domain picked out? Where where will people be able to go to find you online? Uh, we do have a domain um, that I had gotten when I first started. Um but again, I haven't went on there and added anything yet, so I definitely need to get on that as well. Uh, we do have a Facebook page. Okay. So Where's the best are. way? Yeah, how do do people search for? What's the best way for them to find you on Facebook? Uh, just to search uh, for Smiles Professional Cleaning. Okay, great. And will the will the future website all, will will that be the domain? Do you think is it smilesprofessionalcleaning.com or something like that? Exactly. Yes, that's what we're going to aim for. Okay, perfect. Because yeah, somebody you know this 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 podcast will go live this summer in, in 2021, but someone may listen to it six months after that and be curious of, you know, oh, how do I connect with Angela and her team? And so they'll be able to listen to that domain and, and hopefully go check out the site. But certainly in the meantime, yeah, reach out, reach out through Facebook. They can schedule time with you or send you a message and, and you'll be able to get back to them and kind of explore uh, whether it's uh, they're listening to this and they may be talent interested in joining your team or their prospective uh, customer that would like to engage your services. Right. So, fantastic, Angela. Well, you know, this has been this has been a super fun conversation. I just think it's awesome what you've done over the past. Well, it's now been a year and about four months, um, yeah. four and a half months. We're in mid-May now um, of building this company. You've got tremendous momentum. I'm I'm really excited to keep this conversation going and see yeah see where you are in August, which is not that far out. Uh, of, of 2021, right? A year after you started landing some of these big contracts, I suspect you're going to have uh, a whole bunch more coming here over the summer into the fall. Right. Yep. Looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a lot to be excited about. Well, thanks so much uh, for spending time with me this morning. And uh, yeah, thanks for being on the show. All right. Thank you so much, Brandon. Absolutely. And thanks everybody for listening to the Startup Knox podcast. Please subscribe to listen to more interviews with Knoxville entrepreneurs. If you want to know more about today's episode, and as everyone who has listened knows, it will put a smile on your face, check out the show notes on our website at startupknox.com. Also on our site, you can download a free entrepreneur's guide to Knoxville. You can also learn more about the 100 Knoxville initiative and apply for the next cohort of five companies, which will hopefully kick off this summer of 2021. Join me for the next episode of the Startup Knox podcast. Thanks for listening. 